This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of WealthAbility. So what if you never, ever had to fear the IRS? Not those notices, not an audit, nothing. Today, we're going to walk through how to deal with the IRS when you have to deal with them. Now, of course, the goal is not to have to deal with them. And we'll talk about that too, because there are ways you can actually make sure you have to deal with them less. And, you know, it's kind of like getting pulled over by a police officer, right? I mean, nobody wants to talk to the police, get pulled over by the police officer because it creates stress. It, it creates anxiety. I remember a number of years ago when I lived in Maryland and the Maryland police force came with this great idea. Let's stop motorists and thank them for obeying the law or congratulate them on wearing a seatbelt. Well, people hated it because it just created stress and anxiety. Plus, they didn't want to get stopped. You know, they wanted to keep going. And so that, that lasted like a month and they had to discontinue it. Well, the same is true with the IRS. Nobody really wants to hear from the IRS. Now, there's one exception to that. If you get an envelope from the government and it's brown, not white, brown, that's a check. You want to open that, deposit it right away, okay? So that's the good news. The good news is that brown envelope with the check. Anytime you get a white envelope, it means that the IRS, from the IRS, it means the IRS wants some information from you or is saying that you owe some money. It's never really a good thing. So how do you deal with that? So I have this philosophy. My philosophy is do what you're really good at and that you enjoy doing. And I don't know very many people that enjoy talking to the IRS. Now, I don't mind it at all. In fact, I one of the advantages that tax professionals have is that we actually have a, a hotline. It's actually called the Tax Practitioner's Hotline where we can call the IRS and we don't, we don't wait in line forever and ever. I mean, sometimes it takes some time. It can take up to an hour. But remember, when you call the IRS, uh, the general number, you may not even get an answer. They may not answer the, the phone at all. They don't answer 100% of the calls. They don't have the people to do that. So when I call the IRS, I always get an answer and it's not somebody getting paid 10 bucks an hour, right? This is a, I'm talking to another tax professional who has some authority to make some decisions. So typically when you get an IRS notice, it's, it's one of a couple of things. First, it could just be that something you put down on your return is different than information the IRS received. Let's say, for example, that you wrote down, you, you put down what your wages are. Okay, this would be simple. You, you put down your wages and the amount you put down, let's say that you transposed a number or somehow you made a mistake and the IRS says, no, that according to our records, the number is not X, it's Y. Okay, now, the very first thing you do in that case is you look to see if they're right. And if they're right, you just pay. That's really the simple thing to do. Don't worry about it. Don't stress out about it. Just 
take it matter of fact. Remember, the IRS has a very difficult job. And their number one job is to administer the law. Okay, And they're actually the best at it in the world. Uh, the U.S. tax compliance is higher than any other country on earth by a long ways. And the reason for that is because we've got good laws and we've got a, actually a fairly decent system. Uh, the IRS computers, are there's a lot of work to be done to get them more up to date. They want to do more matching. So that's what we call matching. So they've matched what you put down on your tax return with the W-2 they received from your employer. Okay, that's a matching program. So one of the things you can do to avoid that notice, of course, is to be accurate in your tax return. That's why, for example, when we prepare tax returns for our clients, um, we don't have a single person preparing. We have a person prepare. Then we have a person do what we call a detail review, which is to make sure it's accurate to the best of their ability. So they're matching the numbers against all the documents, okay? So we don't get notices. And then there's a second review that is looking at it from a big picture. That's typically where I come in and I'm looking at it. Is there something we can do to either avoid IRS scrutiny, frankly, or is there something that we can do to actually lower taxes? And, or do, do we just need to make it look better on the return? That's part of avoiding IRS scrutiny is, is making it look better, making it look more appropriate to what it really is. And, and understanding that the IRS, there are certain terms that IRS doesn't like, for example, seminars, right? If you have a seminar expense, they're gonna, they may challenge that. Um, whereas if you had a continuing education expense, they may not challenge that. So th there's just little tricks that you learn over the years. I mean, we've been doing this for, 35 years. So, you know, there's little tricks we learn over the years at, and, and little things. They're just little things. We're not trying to obfuscate. We're not trying to hide anything from the IRS. We're just trying to make, to present it in the best light possible. That's really what we're doing. And in the most appropriate way and in the way that reduces taxes the most. So think about that. We have three people involved in the tax return process. If you're preparing your own tax return, you probably have one. Right, So I would suggest if you do decide, let's say you just got a really simple tax return, even if you decide you're going to prepare it yourself, you're going to use some, some online program, I would suggest you have somebody, say your spouse, somebody else, take a look at it and, and, do, and, and do a double check for you, kind of audit it, okay? And that will avoid, I mean, if you really want to avoid the notice, that's the way to do it. Now, you may not care. If you do care, that's the way to avoid, uh, to avoid that notice is to make sure your, do your tax return matches all of the documents that the IRS may have received, 1099s, 1098, which is your mortgage interest deduction, your W-2. All of those things really do need to match up. And if they don't, then the IRS might send you a notice. Now, another time the IRS might send you notice is they just want some more information. Okay, or um, they might say, well, you filed late and they'll say you filed late, even though you may have filed on time. So this is uh, this is kind of a, a, a funky one. Let's say that you filed your return on April 15th and the IRS says you didn't file it until April 17th. So you have a penalty, All right? Because they charge penalties by the month, by the way. They don't charge penalties by the day. They charge penalties by the month. So if you're one day late, you have a month's worth of penalties. 
So what you want to do in that case, when you file your tax return or make an estimated payment, okay, if you're not doing it online, if you, if you, if you file something by paper, okay, you want to make sure that you have some documentation that shows the proofs that you mailed it that day. So you want to send it certified mail, return receipt. Certified mail return receipt. If you're sending something by mail to the IRS, always send it certified mail return receipt to prove that you sent it on that day because the post office is going to stamp it. And then the return receipt is to prove that the IRS actually got it because that's, they have to sign for it and send that receipt back to you. So those are two things we always, we send everything out from our office, certified mail return receipt. So that's just a little, that's just a little, trick to do um, to make sure, you know, to avoid, if, if they do assess a penalty, then all you do is you just send them a copy of that and say, look, I filed on time. Um, here's the post, here, here's the certified mail stamp. Here's your acknowledgement that you got it a few days later and here's where it is. Or they might say, well, we didn't get it at all. Well, now you've got the return receipt saying they did get it. So it's very important that um, if you're doing something by mail that you do it that way. If you're doing it um, electronically e-file, then you want to make sure that you've got the confirmation, okay, the e-file confirmation that showed that you did file it on time. So there's that. Those are those notices. Now, another notice that you might get, of course, is an audit. Now, an audit, it's very simple how to not be stressed out and over an audit. And all you have to do is write down these words. I will never speak to the IRS. I will never speak to the IRS. That is not your job. That's when you have to involve a CPA. Now, if, if you get a notice and you just and, and you can tell that it's just a, a um, math error or something that you did, or it's it's really easy to correct. Let's say that they need a a, a copy of your W two or something. All right, you may not need to involve your CPA. Now, I would always ask a CPA, your CPA, and the reason is is because one thing you want to make sure of is that this is a legitimate request from the IRS. Okay, there are a lot of scams out there, a lot of scams. By the way, the IRS will never, ever send you an email, ever. They will never send you an email. So if you get anything that says it's from the IRS in an email, it's not from the IRS. They will never call you. They will always send you a letter. So if you get a call or you get an email, Ignore it. Wait for the letter. Now, do not ignore the letters. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people ignore letters from the IRS and they pile up. What happens is there's actually a series of notices. So the very first notice, it's just an advice of, okay, here's what we found. The second notice is you haven't responded or you're still late. The third notice, by, by like the fourth notice, you could have a lien on your property. Now, I... <laughs> The IRS made a mistake many, many years ago. They made a mistake with respect to our, my company's payroll taxes. They put a lien. We never even saw the notice. They just put the, the they just put the lien on our, on our, um, on our account. We didn't have any money in the account, but we had a lien that showed up as an IRS lien. It took me years to get that off. Years to get off an IRS lien. So you do not want a lien put on anything. Please, whatever you do, don't let, 
don't let it go so far as to have them put a lien. It's really hard to get the lien off. Don't be afraid of involving your CPA. The cost of, hand, of, of, of talking to a CPA is minuscule in comparison to the time, anxiety, and cost of dealing with the IRS yourself. Because we have ways to deal with it. Like I said, tax practitioners hotline is the first place I go. All right, I actually don't even like sending letters back to the IRS. We do once in a while. You know, like let's say that it's um, a penalty for filing late and we didn't really file late. Or let's say that we, we got a penalty and we have a, a really good reason. Okay, sometimes we're gonna write a letter. But frankly, we're professionals at writing those letters. So I would suggest you not write those letters. So the only time that I would think that you would ever want to deal with the IRS is if it's just a matter of it's a little mistake. Now, one of the questions is, what if they send you a bill, you don't think it's right, and it's for like 50 bucks? You don't think it's right. The question is, is it worth your time to dispute it? Because it will take you hours. Now, if you hired a CPA, the CPA is going to charge you more than that $50. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people get all, oh, the IRS made the mistake and they screwed me out of $50. My advice, get over it. Just pay the 50 bucks. Seriously, it's not worth it. Okay, you're fighting a machine and it's just, and it's a very complex machine. Right? If you ever saw that, that movie, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the Bureaucrats, right? that's kind of what that machine's like. It's tough to get through, and you need to find somebody who can get through. And that's why you hire, hire a professional like a CPA to get through it. Now, sometimes you get to the point where you go, uh, you, you, let's say you had a big, big income, but you made a mistake, you spent the money, you invested it, something else, something happened. You had big medical bills, whatever, and you can't pay the tax. So let me explain a little bit about how that works. First of all, you still want to file your returns because the penalty for not filing a return is 5% of the unpaid tax per month. That's a boatload. If you owe $10,000, 5%, that's $500 a month penalty, up to 25%, up to $2,500. The penalty for not paying is only one half percent per month. So it's 10% of that. So instead of $500 a month, it's $50 a month. So what you do is you file the return even if you can't pay the money. Now, I would wait to file the return until latest. You know, I'd file an extension file a return October 15th. Gives you some time, maybe you can get the money together. All right, you're still gonna have a penalty for those six months between April 15th and October 15th, but only half percent a month. Which, by the way, is like 6% of your interest. It's, it, it wasn't that long ago when a home mortgage, you paid more than 6%. So it's not a huge penalty, right? If you actually file the extension, and then when it comes time in October, you file the return on time. Now, once you do that, you're not gonna do anything. You're going to let the IRS send you a notice that you owe money. Then at that point, you're gonna get your CPA involved. But that could be, you might file in October, you might not get a notice until February. So by that time again, you may have the money together. Now, let's say, you can't get all the money together by the time you absolutely have to pay it. Then what you do is, the most, the easiest thing to do is called an installment agreement. 
An installment agreement basically is an agreement over a period of years, usually up to five years, where you pay it back over installment. Now, by the way, penalties continue to run and so does interest. Okay, you pay interest and penalties of that half percent a month while it's sitting out there. So don't ignore it. Okay, you've got to make that payment. And another requirement of an installment agreement is that you have to keep your taxes current for the coming years. So let's say for 2019, let's say for 2018, you couldn't pay, and so you have an installment agreement. And then for the 2018 tax year, right? And then in 2000, but for 2019 tax year, you need to make sure you're you're paid in. So don't get behind on subsequent years. Even if you have a, a problem one year, make sure that you're next year that you're all paid in and you take care of it, okay? Don't let it go more than one year. So that installment agreement, the IRS will pretty much give anybody an installment agreement. They really will. Now, sometimes you hear, uh, there's a lot of television ads called, and they, they, they say, if you owe more than $10,000, call us. We can get you out of it. Well, 99% of the time, that's baloney. They can't get you out of it. Because if you have the ability to pay it, you're required to pay it, and the IRS isn't going to let you off. Now, if you don't have the ability to pay it, let's say you had this huge income one year. It's all gone for whatever reason, maybe a divorce, maybe um, a medical, whatever, and you literally cannot pay it back and still live. That, then what you do is you get what's called an offer and compromise. All of those ads, if you pay $10,000 more, or more, call taxes are us or whatever, then that's where you either call them, better yet, call your CPA, okay, and, and say, look, I need an offer and compromise. Now, there, these people who are on the TV, they are specialists in offers and compromise, and you do need a specialist, okay? So you just need to look at how much do they charge versus how, does, how much does somebody else charge, and can they really do it, okay? What's their experience level? Just like any other but you would hire, right? You need to make sure that they're experienced, they've got good reviews, that they know what they're doing, and that their price isn't exorbitant. That's an offer and compromise. And, and that is a legitimate option, okay? It can take years to get through. Just understand, this isn't something you do and tomorrow you owe, instead of owing $20,000, you owe $2,000. It doesn't work that way. It takes, it takes a lot of time, and you really do have to prove it. So don't take it lightly. Don't take taxes lightly. Taxes are our obligation, okay? Um, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea of the income tax, okay? I like roads. I like services. I like, I like government services to a, a large extent. Now, I like to minimize taxes. I always want to do it legally, always want to do it in a way that the government has said, this is the way to minimize your taxes, which is an incentive. Remember, all taxes, all tax provisions are some type of an incentive. They're either an incentive or a penalty, which is another incentive, right? So they're either a positive incentive or a negative incentive. But all, all things that increase or decrease taxes, right, are incentives to do what the government wants you to do. So remember that, that if you're if you're reducing your taxes and you're doing it legally, this is something, it's legal because the government wants you to do it. It's, you're not evading taxes. You're, you know, most of the times you're not looking for loopholes. You're looking for true ways to reduce your taxes. Now, let's say 
that you do end up in an IRS audit. Let's talk about IRS auditors just for a second. Now, we're going to do a show with an IRS auditor because I, I do want to do one just on IRS audits. Remember that, for the most part, these are people that are doing a very difficult job. They know nobody likes them. I mean, can you imagine a worse job where every day you go to work and your best customers don't want to hear from you? They don't, they hate you. They don't want to see you. They don't want to hear from you. They actually detest the ground you walk on. Can you imagine a worse job than that? Seriously? Some of you heard me say before, I would much rather be a proctologist than I would an IRS auditor. I just think it's a really tough job. So when we work with IRS auditors, we treat them very well. Now, that doesn't mean we give them stuff. They're not allowed to take anything. But we do make sure that they're when they come, they're going to come to our office, not your office. We do not want them in your office. Okay, remember, you will never speak to the IRS. We want them in our office. We'll talk to them. We'll work with them. Our job is to make their job easier. That's our job. So when it comes to dealing with the IRS, just remember, these are people doing a very tough job. For the most part, they're not bad people. Okay, now there's some bad, there's some bad apples just like there are in every business, right? Or every organization. For the most part, though, they are really just trying to do the job the best they can. So, um, you know, don't be mad at them. Don't, you know, this is another reason, by the way, that you want a professional handling it is because a professional can be show have professional detachment because it's not our money. So it's easier. It's easy. It's more matter of fact for us than it would be for you. It is emotional. Money is always emotional when it's your money. You know, and then there's, there's always this, well, they're doubting me. They're questioning me. Well, that's their job. Their job is to question you. So all they're trying to do is verify. They're really, they're not out to collect every last nickel. For the most part, they're not. They are trying to administer the law the best they know how and, the, and, and what they think the law allows for. Now, I don't, I frequently disagree with the IRS, okay? What I will do in that case is I will work with them and I will help them understand and persuade them that my position is correct. Um, most of the times I'm going to win because I have a lot more experience than IRS auditors, much more experience and much more education, much more, you know, much more background. I've, uh, I've, I've dealt with this a lot longer and with a lot more clients. So I'm going to have, uh, you know, I'm going to have an advantage over an IRS auditor. And we have a lot of new IRS auditors because we lost a lot of the old, the, the old, um, experienced auditors and they have, you know, they're, they're trying to hire new ones. They're trying to train them. I'm not trying to apologize for the IRS. What I want you to understand is that they, that be respectful is what I'm suggesting. You will get more if you're respectful. If, if, if you get mad at them, it, you're not going to make it better. Okay. So let's recap. If you get a brown envelope, celebrate. It's a check. Just deposit it. You might want to make sure it's right, but you're, you're probably okay depositing it. If it's a white envelope, then there's a, a question, all right? So it's either an audit, there's a mistake, or they think there's a mistake, or there's a penalty. Okay, that's what the white envelope is. If it's a really simple mistake and, and you agree that it's a mistake, just, just pay it. Send them the money. Don't even think twice about it. Don't call, you don't need to call your CPA. Let, 
send the notice to the CPA, let them know because they're going to need it for your tax return next year. Um, cause it, it has an impact. You, you do need to let your CPA know that you got a notice, but if, if you prepared your tax return and it's a very simple thing and just a mistake, just, just pay it. Uh, if it's a big thing or if you want to dispute it, my recommendation is don't talk to the IRS. Let your CPA, let a professional do that for you, especially if you get an audit. And if you do, if you do these things, see, here's why we need, here's why we have professional tax return preparation. Unless you have a super simple return, like all you've got is W-2, right? And maybe some interest income and a mortgage, right? If that's all you've got, you're probably fine doing your own tax return. If you have a business, if you own real estate, if you have any kind of complicated transaction, I strongly recommend you hire a tax professional. And if it's a business, a CPA, to prepare your tax return, make sure that that tax return is reviewed. Make sure that your tax advisor understands the law. I would suggest you have them read Tax-Free Wealth and make sure they've read it before they prepare your tax return because you want them to make sure they understand here are ways to reduce your taxes, right? As they're preparing the tax return. So when we do all this, you know, when we handle the IRS properly, when we take care of, we don't, first of all, we never have to worry about the IRS, but what really happens is we're always going to make way more money and pay way less taxes. See you next time. This is Tom Wheelwright, founder and CEO of WealthAbility. What if you could discover a simple way to double your profitability in the next 90 days without adding any new clients. That's right. Whether you're a CPA, tax advisor, other tax professional, accountant, bookkeeper, in my newest resource, I will walk you through a simple five-step process that's proven to help you do just that. We have members of our network that have doubled their profitability in 90 days or less, and you can do this too. Now, to get your free copy, just go to wealthability.com slash CPA profit. That's wealthability.com slash CPA P-R-O-F-I-T. Get this new resource so that you can double your profitability in the next 90 days. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.